0: Now, here's your host, founder and CEO of Optimist Futures, Matt Zimberg.
1: Hi guys, this is uh, Matt Z from uh, the Optimist Studios. I have a really good friend with me here today. His name is Moritz. I've known him now for a number of years and we met through a mutual friend of ours. And he created something very, very unique called Hedgewonk. Hedgewonk is a tool that analyzes your trades, puts them in an objective manner and you can clearly see you know what are you doing right what you're doing wrong with the attempts to and when you look at it you should attempt to improve your trading with it so the idea here is to move from a gut-based feeling to something that you can see clearly because a lot of traders out there when they start trading They always go back and forth between paper trading, real trading, trading models, one day trade, Elliott Wave, next day Fibonacci, next day, you know, they buy something else. So the idea here is basically to uh, have something objective that you look at. So without further ado, Moritz from Edgewonk. Moritz, thank you for being here today. Really appreciate the time that you took to be here with us. And by the way, uh, Moritz right now is in Frankfurt, right? Yes. Thank you for having me it's a thank pleasure <laughs> thank you for being with us so um before we get into uh, the edge wrong uh, characteristics and the software that you built uh for yourself as a trader and uh, now you share it with others as well tell us a little bit what asset class did you start with and why
2: uh, that wasn't by choice actually i started with forex and actually i was a poker player before and i was in a group of other poker players where we uh, exchanged our strategies and ideas and so on and one of them he um, had the idea one day to look for something which is more like um, leverageable than poker (laughs) so he went on google (laughs) and he found trading and he found forex trading first so it could also have been stocks or futures he just got into that and i followed him so yeah it wasn't an informed choice it was just first thing that popped up on Google
1: (laughs) I understand and and you know in Europe obviously Forex is a lot more popular than it is here in the United States so I definitely understand your choice Um, tell me so that's interesting so you come from the poker place professional poker right and now you're transitioning into trading so what was your primary method of trading when you started out
2: there was day trading, which also originated from my poker days because I was just playing like four or five thousand hands in a day on online poker and I just needed the action. Like I couldn't wait for days or hours for a trade and also for a trade to finish. So, because in, in poker, a hand is done in a matter of minutes and I just couldn't handle the being in the market for many hours. So, I started out with day trading on the one-minute and five-minute charts uh, very very short term
1: yeah excellent okay well you at the end of the day you got to trade something that fits your nature right some people are better for long term some people just you know they need to trade short term whatever I, I, I guess you found your niche in that yes so Now you're going from professional poker that I understand you did for a living. Now you're going into day trading. So when did you know you're ready to trade professionally full time as a trader? When did the transition occur?
2: That was when I had a positive expectancy first, of course, on my strategy. And when I was making roughly two times my monthly income on average. So I wasn't. Um, I didn't have a huge track record. It only took me around two years to become profitable in trading. By my definition, like being profitable is everyone has to define that for himself. But by my definition, I was uh, ready to go, and I had some savings uh, for six to twelve months um, based on my lifestyle. So I felt I should just give it a shot and. Um, it worked out for me, so that, one, that was uh, it was a controlled risk I took. Yeah.
1: Okay. Excellent. Did you feel any changes in psychology when you went like full time trading? Was there a transition there, or was it smooth for you? Because I'm sure a lot of our viewers they want to be full time traders. Can you elaborate maybe a little bit on that? Your psychological transition. From Being okay. Nobody's gonna give me a paycheck anymore. I'm going to be full-time right now.
2: It was huge. I instantly had a lot of FOMO fear of missing out and uh, yeah, I took the first trade and I Can still remember it It was a perfect trade and it didn't go my way. I said, okay It's a perfect trade and it came back So I entered again another loss and I entered again another loss. So (laughs) I My first three trades as a professional trader were losses. And then I said, okay, 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 I have to do this totally differently. So the first three months of my professional trading career, I actually backtested. I went back to the drawing table and I backtested my strategy over many, many years. And then I went back to trading with the new confidence. And then it slowly, slowly became better and better. Then I, uh, yeah, I could replicate basically my 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 performance from when I still had a paycheck.
1: <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. Um, something that I'm curious about: how do you apply risk management in your trading? So, you know, you have good trades, you have bad trades. How does the whole risk management plays out? Let's say after a period of a month.
2: So, for risk management per trade, uh, I have always been doing it that I simply risk 1% of my equity on any given trade. That's how I've been doing it for many years. And then I figured out that I have actually an objective way to figure out which trades are awesome and which trades are just mediocre. So I started to switch up my bet size, my trade size. (laughs) Still speaking a lot in poker terms. And uh, yeah, then just 1% of my equity on standard trades, 0.5% on mediocre trades or discretionary trades. I sometimes I take them where I just have a, a feeling and then two to 3% on um, the AAA trades. And that has improved my performance a lot while still maintaining volatility of my portfolio. Almost the same actually
1: No. I see, I see. So I know that poker players, they look a lot at analytics. When did you decide to look at the analytics of your own trading? How did you, how did it come about, uh, you know, creating this sort of parameters for yourself to analyze your own trading objectively?
2: Yeah, it it was straight from the beginning because in poker I always had a, a statistical tool to track all, everything I did, basically. So I knew that um, I need something to track my performance from the beginning. I'm huge on journaling anyway. Like I do sports or uh, uh, my calorie intake, (laughs) my sleep, I track basically everything. So it was just natural to me that if I want to learn, I need an objective feedback loop. And that's when I started tracking from the beginning. But the problem is, of course, I didn't have a strategy. So First, you need an objective strategy to track, because if you only track um, every trade without any background, then you're comparing apples to bananas, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right. and, yeah, and then just, um, that's also what helped me to stay stick with my strategy, because I knew every time I deviate to a new strategy, I have to completely restart my whole Uh, statistics and database and I basically reset my progress to zero so that's what helped me a lot uh, with system hopping as a new trader which I did in the beginning and then I just
1: stopped it (laughs) I see I see so you come from okay so now you decided I'm going to create the the analytics I'm going to measure myself so coming from the non-trading world into trading what now you're looking at obviously at parameters that people measure their performance right so you go on the internet you know you see how to measure performance things like that what in your opinion was missing for you out there that that some of our um, traders that do track what was missing for you in terms of parameters that would give you more of an objective picture of what you were doing
2: yeah, it was almost everything. Like whenever I read in a book about trading journal, uh, I asked a trader what they are tracking in that journal. Almost every one of them only had like a date, entry, exits, uh, win or loss, and um, not much else. And then I thought like, okay, I can just look at my broker statement. I get the same information. <laughs> I'm making money or I'm losing money, but I don't know why. And then I started looking much deeper into what makes up my strategy first of course and my strategy is very dependent on news and market environment so I simply started tracking the market environment and which news I was trading and um, then also for example my own personal um, state of mind because I'm a systematic discretionary trader so the discretion part is maybe only 10 to 20% of my strategy, but it makes up maybe 80% of my performance. Because if it wasn't like that, I could just code my strategy and be done with it. So I was looking into how do I feel that day? How did I sleep? Maybe I had some um, trouble at home, some drama, you never know the spouse was there, what, what she's gonna do next, so <laughs> you know. <laughs> Okay. Or you look at your credit card statement, it's like, oh, damn it, I'm already 5K in the hole in the black, in the, in the red this month. So I started tracking all that psychology as well. And I found some very interesting correlations. Then later, I wanted to, um, Im- to improve my performance. So, how do I do that? Well, I have to see whether my take profit and stop loss placement does make sense or whether I could hold trades longer. Or I should place my stops tighter and so on. So I just looked at my trading strategy and the environment and thought about how I could improve my performance potentially step by step. And that's when I tracked more and more and more data. And of course, some of the data points I tracked, uh, they turned out to be completely useless. That's just how it is. But uh, maybe uh, the other half, the other 50% turned out to be And they they gave me insights, which I would never have imagined.
1: Wow, that's interesting. So now, okay, so I see that really tracking, it's not just part of your trading, it's just part of your lifestyle for everything. Yes. Right. So now you build your own parameters to um, measure your performance. Can you talk a little bit about, now that you're tracking your trading, now that you're looking at at your analytics, how did did your trading improve? Did it give you a new light on your trading? Were there were like aha moments? You're like, well, you know, maybe my trades are not good at this time, or maybe not good on this instrument or others. What what happened after you start looking at an, at your analytics? What were the surprises? And and where and where did it improve? You know. How did you improve from there?
2: Yeah, for me, the biggest impact was uh, trade management in the beginning. Because I always thought that I had an objective uh, way to manage my trades. But when I went back over my old trades and I looked at them, and if I had just played them set and forget, so I set my target, I set my stop loss, and I would just let them play out, Actually, my performance would have been potentially the double than what I had over 100 trades. So that was a huge eye-opener for me. And I'm still not trading set and forget these days, but I have adapted my trade management a lot uh, following these results because that was just costing me a lot of money that I was fiddling with my trades all the time. (laughs) And now what also was another huge aha moment when I looked at my position sizing, as I said before, I was simply looking, so in my journal I have A, B, C trades, and I simply calculated what would I have made if I had bet this and this and this on A and B and C trades, and then I figured out the optimal position sizing for my strategy. And another thing I really love is my custom statistic which I use to track the quality of the trade and my gut feeling. So I have trade quality one to five, gut feeling one to five. Then how is my performance if the quality of the trade is five, so best, and my gut feeling is five, also best? Those are usually the money makers. I have maybe 10 10 trades in a year that have both qualities. Then if I have a really good technical quality of the trade, but my gut feeling is like a one, usually I break even on those trades for various reasons. One is probably because my gut feeling tells me something which I objectively cannot know. My, My brain picked up something like instinct, which I haven't figured out yet. And two, of course, because I don't trust the trade as it is running. So if my gut feeling is not perfect on a trade, it's gonna be much harder to manage it once I am in the trade. So that's um, also how you can improve your gut feeling um, over time because you know you can trust it or you can't.
1: <laughs> that's an interesting point. So um, I wanna focus on the gut feeling for a minute. So do you believe that your gut your gut feeling improved because of the analytics. My main question is this, do you believe that a trader can develop a gut feeling over years in trading a market without using an objective performance tool that would track his trading? Is there such thing as intuition alone that may work? Um,
2: I think you could develop it over time but it would take a lot more time one to develop it and two to trust your gut feeling um, if you didn't track objectively what your gut is telling you like for me I know if I have this weird feeling about a trade or I just don't somehow I don't like it I can look at my data and I know if I don't like a trade there's something up with it (laughs) and if of course you can uh, develop that gut feeling without an objective way to to uh, assess your gut feeling but it will take so much longer and it will be so much harder so just make life easy for yourself
1: so what do analytics reveal that intuition does not if you had to compare what what where is the advantage of the analytics over the intuition and why I want to tell you personally, me. I really believe that we have to look objectively at what we do. I, I personally don't trust my intuition on anything. I look <laughs> at, I like, I always say numbers and facts, right? And this is yes. what where big data plays a role today. That people don't want to just say we feel or we think. They like to use analytics. So um, tell me a little bit where the analytics, you know, fill your space in term in terms of decision making.
2: Yeah so I mean numbers are of course the, the the money maker if if the numbers are not right you are not going to make money and usually our intuition is not good when it comes to percentages probabilities and there are some experiments which have been conducted about that so you you can read up on that it's uh, our intuition is intuition is horrible when it comes to games of chance
1: <laughs> right
2: and, and trading is a game of chance so our feedback loop is broken. So, imagine you are a footballer. You know every time you do this, this is going to happen, like almost every time. But in trading, you do this, ten different outcomes. So you need to have an objective way to um, assess your what you are doing works over the long run. And over the long run can be a very long time. <laughs> it can be it can be years sometimes. Uh, you need a huge sample size for some things to play out so if you want to assess big numbers you definitely need the data if uh, about your intuition it is still quite helpful to be honest like even if my data tells me as i said before this trade is a perfect trade my intuition tells me something is fishy about this i have to i have to assess i go with a lower risk on that because yeah, our brain is a pattern recognition machine, and it definitely has some things in the subconscious that we cannot access yes. um, intentionally. But it's just <laughs> no one knows how the brain works, right?
1: Yeah. right. Ever, the, I always tell people, you know, I laugh when I, you know, when people tell me I'm always in control of myself. Right? <laughs> they don't. They don't realize how much the subconscious makes you know decisions in terms i mean the, the determination is in subconscious on things they buy things they say even their yeah. political opinions right so yes. it's it's interesting so let's let's focus right now on edge wonk and this is mm-hmm. what i want you know to share with our traders as well so now all those tools that you developed now you have a challenge of moving it to a software environment. Now you're like, okay, I'm not gonna use Excel spreadsheets. I want something professional that shows me right away at the end of the day, shows me, you know, the graph, shows me the decision. So tell me a little bit about how you moved all the performance, all the performance criteria to Edgewonk. And what does edgewonk show you today in a clear matter that you didn't have when you started out?
2: All right, so Edgewonk was basically the product of my trading journal and my business partner's uh, journal. We just put them together and we created something new out of it and that was Edgewonk. And in in the beginning it was in fact an Excel sheet (laughs) and then we moved on to uh, now our professional software Edgewonk 2.0 and uh, what it does is basically you can import your performance and it shows you everything that you need to know in a concise manner and also it's it's very slim in a manner because there's tons of things to track. You can track everything you want, but is it helpful? Not really. So in Edgewonk we made sure that all the statistics we have are 100% useful to your development as a trader. We, we call it Trader Development Suite actually, it's not just a journal. And you also have a psychological journal. You can write notes for every um, trade. You can add screenshots and then maybe before your uh, trading session look at all the screenshots of all your triple A trades so you get your brain fired up into the right uh, mode before entering the markets. That's what I like to do. I like to look at my best past trades so I know exactly what to look for. And H does all this for you plus you can also customize it, um, adopt it to your strategy. So it's it's very it's a very uh, versatile tool for every day and swing trader out there. For investors, it's probably not very helpful. We are focused more on day and swing traders, definitely. If you're holding anywhere from one minute to three months, Edgewong is a tool for you.
1: <laughs> I, when I saw Edgewong for the first time, I was so impressed. I thought this is exactly what every single trader needs, and this is where you have to put the data. It shows you the graphs. It shows you all the things that you do right, wrong, um, in a very objective manner. So, and I started looking at all the parameters. I thought it was, and and o- quite honestly, I'm happy that you. You know, it's not something that a lot of brokers would say, but I'm happy you came from, you know, being a professional poker player because. You have, in poker, you have, there's numbers and odds, the statistical, you know, probability, um, and it takes, and and also there's the, but in poker, you have the advantage of intuition, because you have, you're playing against a small group here, you're playing against millions of traders, (laughs) you know, millions of you know billions of dollars so you definitely need an objective tool that that tells you um you know what you did right and what you did wrong and also improve even if you're a good trader you know i'm sure that even good traders can take a look and improve it from there as well so it's not (laughs) just it's just not just a tool for somebody who's failing or somebody who's going through challenges but somebody who's you know who's also successful in the game so I want to continue talking about Edgewonk. As time progresses, what you, now that you're selling the software to, to traders out there and helping them out, what kind of feedback are you getting from people and there was there any kind of feedback that helped you add additional features yeah, to the software?
2: We, we get a lot of feedback from customers and um, of course some of the feedback we can't um, like um, We can't implement because it's very individual, very to that individual strategy. But most of the feedback is very awesome, like 99%. And um, what we are doing right now is that we try to add more and more brokers so you can import your trades automatically, more trading softwares uh, automatically into your journal. Because like for me, I'm old school. I enter all my trades manually (laughs) because I think the learning effect is much better if you do that. That's just, that's just how I think. But if you import just all your trades into a journal, I mean, for Edge1 to really make sense, you still have to review every single trade and add your custom statistics and so on. But still, I like to enter them manually. So, But I understand there are a lot of day traders that have maybe 50, 60 trades in a day. Okay. But then we have the, the import solution. Besides that, we are also going to move into the web in the future. Just so we... um, A web
1: interface.
2: Exactly, yes. Where people can upload their trades into the cloud and then they don't have to uh, fear about, like we are making backups of the database all the time, of course, but if the database is on our servers, it's much more convenient for the users and we will have uh, share your trades or share your database as well. If you have a mentor, he can log into your database, look at your trades, give you direct feedback, for example. And um, we are just going to make Edgewonk much more uh, socially interactive, so to speak.
1: You mean traders could consult with one another about the analytics?
2: Yeah, exactly. Excellent. Uh, Just post their um, statistics as well, their previous trade ideas or... They could also post uh, filters, for example. In EdgeWong, you can filter for anything you want. So they could post, uh, hey, I'm making money every Monday and every Tuesday I'm losing it. So (laughs) there's something up there. And then other traders could chime in on the discussion and so on. It's going to be very interesting for us uh, to build this community because we have a lot of users already. And now we want to take the next step to really build them into a community which can help each other.
1: I see. I know whatever you guys do, you and Rolf are very methodical. I love working (laughs) with you guys. Everything you do is organized. You take your time. (laughs) You know, it's like you're building the next Mercedes (laughs) (laughs) or BMW. Um, So I want to go back for a minute to something that you said, and and I find it very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. You said that you enter your trades manually. Again, can you repeat what are the advantages that it gives you as a trader when you, as opposed to exporting an Excel spreadsheet? And I understand not everybody can do it. Some people not only trade 50, 60 times a day, some of them trade hundreds of trades or thousands of trades. So that would be hard. But the ones who, let's say place the 10 to 20 trades, 30 trades that could at the end of the day do it. What advantages do you get from placing it manually?
2: It's just that you are basically reliving every trade as you enter it. That's that's my main focus like so I have to go back to my trading software, it's like ah oh, okay I took this trade. So where did I enter and then where did I put my stop loss, my take profit, and I have to look at how it moved and I'm just basically reliving every trade again when I'm entering entering it into edgewonk and that just gives me a huge uh, advantage in experience I just um, because when you are in the trade it's very hard to objectively learn or gain experience because money is on the line our brains are going haywire and after the trade I like okay now there's the time to review and that entering process for me is already 50% of the review after I enter the trade I already know exactly what I did wrong, what I did right and um, how the trade went and what I'm going to change in the future and it's just uh, to me it's a, it's a very, uh, it's a zen habit it's like meditation to me. I'm looking forward to it every day <laughs> to enter my trades and it also gives me this, um, this um, conclusion at the end of the day that okay, now trading is done, I've ended everything, I've done my my work and uh, i can relax until the next session open yeah.
1: i see so do statistics change on edge as you enter the data so let's say you have 30 trades you enter the first five you run data you can enter the next 10 run data and so forth right so you could you could also see how would you think that would help or do you just take all the trades manually up you know put them in and then you run the statistics or do you run statistics as you enter a certain number of trades as well?
2: Yeah, for me I I look at windows of 50 trades because like in statistics they say 20 trades is a viable um, sample size 20 to 25 for me it's like 50 trades I can say that um, that is giving me a clear indication of where I'm heading. So. Usually I take my whole database, and it's like right now around 2,000 trades, and then I compare the whole sample, the 2,000 trades, to the last 50 trades. And then I compare how did I perform, did I outperform or underperform my whole performance? I can uh, gain insights on short-term trends in my trading, for example. And by the way, we are also going to add um, indicators to our equity charts, like moving averages or Bollinger Bands, which is a a feature I have been looking for for a long time. (laughs) So you can know where your short-term performance is going. And yeah, that's how I do it. I know a lot of traders, they review every 10 trades, every 20, for me it's 50 is the golden number. And if I implement a change on my strategy, I will only implement one change, do 50 trades, look at the impact, change something else.
1: That's a really good point Uh, with the moving averages on the equity. I think it's an excellent addition because I actually work with a commodity trading advisor that manages money for people. And that's Mm -hmm. a big thing for him. (laughs) He has a swing trading program and a day trading program, but that's one of the things that he measures so hopefully the tool will be will be picked up by professionals as well um i don't think i have any other questions i wanted if there's anything final you want to share with our viewers um please go ahead um yeah
2: i'm i'm i have mentored a lot of people in trading and the main reason for all of them to become uh, proficient in this in this industry or not is expectations. Like it was always expectations for all of them. As soon as you adapt your expectations and you are not expecting to make a thousand percent every day, every year, every decade, um, you're gonna have a much easier life, and <laughs> you're gonna have uh, a profitable career if if you if you follow your everyday routine and so on it is very possible to have a good life in trading just adjust your expectations
1: i i, I agree with you i think that people come in with a, a, a lot of people that i talk to come in with a lot of unrealistic expectations and forex trading and futures trading and unfortunately unfortunately you know it's almost like a, a direct correlations between expectations and the life of the account right yes. and their life of a trader if they come in with insane I always tell them look at the industry statistics look at commodity trading advisors look at professional money managers what do they return not not what your instagram account told you that they're making, <laughs> exactly. right but what professionals are making and and then maybe you'll you'll you know, you'll have realistic expectations I mean, and and maybe then you'll be able to not be in a rush, be methodical, use tools like Edgewonk, prepare yourself, you know, and like you said, it it still took you two years, which I believe, by the way, it's a short, it's a short time to become yes. a full-time trader. You know, but I think because you had you you net you know, I know for sure you're mathematically inclined even to take to look at statistics and data and everything else so i'm sure that helped you as well and not everybody else has. so it might take them three years or four years but hey it's just like a degree in university nobody becomes a doctor in six months nobody exactly. should be a trader in in one month yes. i appreciate moritz i appreciate your time very very much uh i wanted to tell you i'm very proud of your generation you guys are young but you are coming up with innovative tools um, something that didn't exist when I was around your age. You know, we—I remember the first time I clicked the Globex and the Emini S&P, and I traded, and all of a sudden I got a fill. And for me, it was like a miracle. Imagine being on the phone with a floor broker, waiting for execution. You know, and all of a sudden you click, and it's there, which is something you guys take for granted. So yeah, true, true. And hopefully, in the next interview, we'll do. I, I will have, cool pods like yours not studio 54 that i use here (laughs) so (laughs) so anyway i wanted to thank you for your time i appreciate the effort uh to our viewers we are going to uh we're going to share the edgewonk links with you and again we recommend the stool for your trading i know that you guys hooked up right now we're in the u.s we're licensed with uh um, IG markets for Forex and it work, the platform works with that it works with Sierra it works with gain trader um, and a bunch of other platforms that you know that we definitely can give you um, information about more it's thank you enjoy your day you, you know okay. uh, have a good time. from sunny Boca to Frankfurt <laughs> have a good one take care yeah. bye yeah.
0: thank you for listening to the Optimist Futures podcast Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, all under the username Optimist Futures. If you have any questions, feel free to send us an email to support at OptimistFutures.com or give us a call directly at 561-367-8686 or toll free at 1-800-771-6748. Once again... Thank you for listening to the Optimist Futures Podcast. Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss, and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimist Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence.